0: DrLisaO.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-M-I-C-K Welcome to Healthy Vibrant You. I'm super excited for today's guest. And the reason I'm so excited is it's only, you know, how many months into 2020 at this point? I mean, we're getting close to rolling toward 2021, but I'm finally beginning to enjoy this year. How many of you can say that, right? I think so many of us have just been kind of thinking we can flip the calendar to 2021 and maybe all of this will be over. But here's the reality of why I'm beginning to enjoy this year. Obviously, this podcast wouldn't have happened had I not been told to slow down. We've all been told to slow down, right? The virtual summits that I launched this year would never have happened either because I just didn't have the time ever to record you know, 40 hours of interviews with experts. But by slowing down, it allowed me to connect with people all around the world, just like today's guest. Christine Hansen is in Luxembourg. When would I have probably crossed paths with her? Who knows? But she's a fantastic expert on sleep. And I think this topic is so timely for every single one of you, because I know so many people are struggling with sleep at this point. And there are multitude reasons that we're dealing with sleep issues. But hey, guess what? We're all stressed. 2020 has been great for that. And so when we're under stress and we're under constant stress, like we've been experiencing, certain hormones start to change in our body. Cortisol is one of them, right? As cortisol increases in our body, melatonin decreases. So here's the deal. Cortisol keeps us awake. It rises throughout the day and then it starts to slow down and starts to decrease And that's when melatonin increases, and that's when we get sleepy, and that's when we sleep when our melatonin is high. So they're inversely related, but unfortunately, our diets have shifted for a lot of people. We're not eating as clean as we used to. We're stressed out. Our hormones are all out of balance at this point, and we're just not sleeping. Christine and I talk a lot about what's going on within society across the world, right? She's dealing with it over in Europe. I'm dealing with it here in the United States She shares what she's doing to help with that, but then also she helps tackle at a different perspective as well as looking at the gut, helping to heal a leaky gut, helping to heal through candida, through parasites. And so you know that we talk about parasites a lot on this podcast, and it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they just don't know about. But sometimes it seems like a taboo topic, but it's so instrumental in getting rid of those critters out of our body. And so if it's something you're interested in, if you really want to deep dive into some different programs like that, feel free to reach out to me through my booking link. You can get that here on the podcast. And check out Christine's information over at sleeplikeaboss.com. Hey there, rock star. I'm Dr. Lisa Olszewski. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. I have an amazing guest here with me from across the ocean, actually. (laughs) (laughs) From one of the tiniest countries in the world. In the world. This is is. Christine Hansen. She's a sleep expert, guys, and I'm so excited to have her here. We'll share with them all about you. She's coming to us today from Luxembourg, correct? Yes. Okay, after I said that, I was like, wait a minute, I think that's what she told me. (laughs) Yes, yes. So Christine owns Sleep Like a Boss and she we just recorded for the Women's Summit that I have coming up and it was fabulous. And I <laughs> want to share her information here too with all of you because I know men and women, everybody, everyone is struggling with sleep right now as we've delved through this year of 2020 and everything that it's thrown at us. Has it been as crazy over there as it is here? I'm assuming. It
1: has. It still is. I'm, re- I'm a traveler, right? I, my wanderlust right now is through the roof and we just wanted to go to Belgium, which is our neighboring country, one of our neighboring countries over the weekend. And we can't because we've just been flagged and it's just, I'm so over it. I know. <laughs> I'm, so over
0: it. I know. I'm in Michigan. So literally I'm an hour from Canada. And it's Mm. the most bizarre thing to me to drive there through Detroit and see all of the borders closed. Like there's no traffic to cross. Um, And again, I'm, I'm a traveler too. I was on an airplane every single weekend for the last five years. And I haven't seen a plane since February. February. (laughs) I haven't seen the
1: airport since February. We went to Venice in (gasps) June when they opened the borders in Europe again. And I have to say it's the only thing where I said, okay, this disaster is actually quite cool because we saw Venice empty that's there was no nice. one there there were no cruise ships there were no tourists it was empty yeah. and that's a once in a lifetime opportunity oh.
0: so that's the only thing I'm grateful for so let's, right. let's, yeah. let's <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean it's when I've learned how to stay home and I mean my house is the cleanest it's ever been <laughs> <laughs> And I have this Women's Summit, and to be truthful, this podcast started because of it, too. It was on my to-do list for many years, and so this launched in, like, April, I think. I don't even know. Maybe soon. So anyways, let's talk about sleep, because I know everybody... we always hear eight hours of sleep each night, but I know there's a constant variety. Like I have some friends that thrive on six. I'm a typical eight to nine hour sleeper. Me too. Right. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, I need my sleep. My friends laugh if they text me at like 1030. I'm usually out by that point. I'm like, they, they'll get a response at 6 a.m. <laughs> I know.
1: I get you. I t- I'm with you. I'm like, a like we have a new puppy and we have the same rhythm. Like I'm just, <laughs> I need a lot of sleep. And I think that's also one of the reasons why COVID has been so, like sleep has been such an issue with COVID because people are suddenly not as active anymore, right? So for a lot of us, we just move a lot. We are a lot outside and it has not everyone, like homeschooling, Like all of those people will disagree, (laughs) but anyone else, you know, a lot of us have less to do, or at least we don't have our commute or Mm. we just have less places to go to because we don't have a social life. So for a lot of people, it's just been being stagnant and it had a huge impact because your energy reservoir was basically not empty at nighttime. So that was a big one. And then the other one, um, because I was interviewed on this quite a bit because people were freaking out because nobody was sleeping. But the other big one was emotional stress because, and actually I was asked to talk about this and they were like, it's too morbid. Can you cheer it up? And I was like, no, because in (laughs) the end we are talking about death every single day. And human beings don't like that topic. It sucks because it's a limbo thing. we don't know what it means. We don't know what will happen it's It's something that creeps us out. It's very stressful. so this emotional stress has been the highest i'd say since since war times, right? It's like we've never been confronted as much with our own mortality as during this time, and of course, it's not a cheery topic, but I think especially with sleep, sleep being. A dark, quiet moment where everything creeps up that we try to compartmentalize, of course, it's going to impact you. Right? So it's just something that a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I actually didn't even realize that this is triggering me so much. But of course it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so obvious, but it's just a taboo topic, I feel.
0: Yeah, no, but I, and that's where, I mean, when this originally started, I, like literally the day that they closed the schools here in Michigan, I remember talking to my patients saying, I feel like I did on 9-11, but the fact of the matter is, is I felt like that every day now for the last six months, where at least 9-11 was like, you know, we had it for a couple of weeks and our cortisol spiked and all that. But I think our cortisol is out of control now and it's been out of control for how many months at this point?
1: Exactly. So it's just, and people, I mean- I haven't been doing much, but I'm exhausted all the time. And it's, I'm not even, I'm I'm a little bit excited about projects, but then when it comes to the nitty gritty, I'm tired. I'm really, really tired all the time. And I know it's because of emotional stress. I know because it's a feeling helpless, which a lot of us do. We don't really have a say in a lot of things. And it's, it's a situation we haven't been in before. Right. So, um, and with sleep, it's, even though I do sleep a lot, I don't sleep as well. And I'm still fatigued, like heavily
0: fatigued. And
1: I know that if I had a cortisol test right now, my adrenal glands would be like,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm actually going through, I was going to do like the Dutch test and all of that stuff for just yeah. female hormones. And that's they're like, well, do you no. want to do the cortisol? I'm like, no, I don't. No. <laughs> like I know already where that's at. Like I can just symptomize, I can figure that one out. Like exactly I it's spend like, the money on all the fine others for now, well.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah, my body will be happy when this is at some point over, because yeah, but right. that is contributing to yeah. everything being out of balance, your sleep just not having it, it's yeah. just all these things, for, sure. so
0: where does somebody start right now like where what are you doing right now to help support like your sleep levels? <laughs> I do sleep really well, I have to say, unfortunately,
1: <laughs> but I do think. What keeps me sane a lot of the time is that I do a lot of personal development work right now. So I am very aware of what is triggering me, of what is making me angry, of what is frustrating me. And I know that I can't keep it inside. So there's different ways of going through this, but I really highly recommend people to deal with this stuff and not just thinking. Because when you think, when you keep your thoughts inside, you can imagine them taking a little path in your brain. And they keep taking the same path. Whereas if you do something different like writing, where just because your hand needs to translate your thoughts into movements to put them onto paper, it's a catalyst. It helps you to literally get those thoughts out of your mind. And it takes a different path in your brain. The same as when you talk to someone or even when you talk to yourself. I'm great at talking to myself <laughs> when I have a walk. Like I talk to myself all of the time, and it really helps because um, mm-hmm. you just motorically you convert those thoughts into something like speech or writing, and it really really helps to get it out of your brain. It's just it's it might still be there but it will help you not to have it as clogged up with all the other things that would still happen during the day. And I find that that housekeeping is, is really, really helpful mentally to keep everything as balanced as you possibly can.
0: Okay, I love that. That's a really great idea, just to even sit down and like to, for people to make journaling a habit. Just before bed or gratitude list or anything like that. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't necessarily do it just before bed. I do have two separate journals. I have one and I call it a shitstorm German journal (laughs) where I just write down everything that's annoying me and that's just frustrating, Mm -hmm. but I do make it a habit to around 6 p.m. I will not look at that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I have a gratitude journal where I write down three things that I am grateful for that day. And that could be my puppy didn't poop into our living room today or (laughs) It literally, you know, I don't know, tiny things. Yeah. Um, but because sometimes I have ridiculous things that annoy me that are in my shitstorm journal. And if I've forgotten about them. So if I pop that open again, just before going to bed, I might be reminded of things that I've already gotten over with. Yeah. That's why I do like to compartmentalize it a little bit. And I find that really helps.
0: I love that. Well, we had just also spoke about things like candida and gut health and parasites and all that. We talk a mm-hmm. lot about parasites on this, um, on it's this podcast. Thing. It's a thing. <laughs> so that's why it was like when, when you mentioned it for the summit, I'm like, oh, we're going here because this is like right up my alley. I've, I've got friends that are like, would you stop talking about parasites? And I'm like, no, because you need to do the cleanse. I can tell. Like, <laughs> I know. Trust me. Here's are the before you? and after test. Ta-da. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about gut health and, um, because I think that's huge for people. They don't understand that their gut is their second brain, etc. cetera. And, uh, it's gonna yeah. role in their sleep. It's my first step of a protocol when I
1: do client work or patient work. Um, basically when you look at sleep, you have two hormones that a lot of people know. One is mel- melatonin. Mainly I actually have a box here Ta-da! that's my melatonin because a lot of people pop them like candy. And it's not, melatonin is a hormone that is a trigger to get all the other hormones and neuro, um, neurons into gear to fire at the correct speed and at the correct frequency to start the sleeping process. The other hormone that a lot of people know is cortisol. And cortisol is also called our stress hormone. And it helps you to have energy throughout the day. So ideally, you want to have high cortisol or good cortisol during the day that is going to drift off at nighttime so that melatonin can rise because both don't play well with each other. They're like cousins. Now, what happens though, if you have inflammation in your gut because of food sensitivities or because of parasites or because of opportunistic bacteria taking over, you will have inflammation. And cortisol is also an anti-inflammatory. Now, what happens is that a lot of those things are nocturnal. So they will have a party at 2, 3 a.m., which is when you wake up, you're super tired, but you have this buzz in your body, which is because cortisol is helping to fight inflammation. And cortisol has no business being up and rising at nighttime. It's also a good idea or good Comparison is, you know, when you have a mosquito bite and during the daytime it's kind of manageable, and then at nighttime it starts to itch like crazy because cortisol has started to go down. But if you have inflammation, it will go up again and it's not going to help you to sleep, especially if you wake up in between sleep cycles. It will make that connection from one sleep cycle into the next a lot more difficult, which is why you need to have a healthy gut. That's why you have to avoid food sensitivities because that contributes to having gut issues, leaky gut, all of that stuff. And it's also going to, because cortisol is a hormone, if you have constant push on cortisol, it's going to ruin and mess with all the other hormones that you have, your sex hormones, your steroid hormones, all of that. And all of those are connected to your sleep because your sleep is complex. It is psychological and it is also physiological. So it's really important to look at, both worlds. Aspects of it.
0: And I'll tell you, it's one of those things. Once I really, um, I was doing parasite cleanses every six months, and then I got, did a really thorough one probably two years ago. And it literally, like, my fatigue that I had throughout the day was gone afterwards. You know, it was, am- it was, it was amazing. You just think of those little suckers are like literally sucking all your energy. <laughs> they're
1: taking all your good nutrients.
0: They're doing all of it.
1: <laughs> I know. And I mean, a parasite protocol can be daunting because mm-hmm. I know where, when I tell people how much they need to take it's just like oh my god it's so much mm-hmm. and some people love it you know those people mm-hmm. who have their little pill boxes and cannot wait to stack them and them <laughs> they love parasite cleansers I'm like one who has a jar and I just pop them as I go <laughs> along um, but it will change your life like Absolutely. people who have not been able to get through the day without having to take a nap Even though they were young and healthy in air quotes, Mm -hmm. they were suddenly able to do everything again. And it was just crazy. Like it was a completely new life. So the sleep obviously also got better, but it's also the whole fatigue throughout the day.
0: Yeah. And how about with candida? I know you talked about candida too. Ugh. So that's a biggie.
1: Candida is a biggie. It's difficult to pick up. Um, so we have two ma- two tests that we do. We do the GI map, which tests for candida. And we also do the Great Plains food sensitivity and uh, and candida test. That way we test for it twice. And actually it often only shows up in one of the labs, but candida is basically a kind of a strain of yeast, that will become, that everyone has a little bit of Candida, which is fine, but if it becomes, if it overgrows, it becomes toxic. And if you know Krista Orecchio, she's like a superstar in Candida world. Um, I had her in an interview and she was like, it's actually as toxic as having nail polish in your gut. Yeah. It's, it's really, really bad and it drains your energy. And it's also a feeding ground for other bacteria and parasites. So they're like, yum, yum, we have a good mm-hmm. food source. So you really want to get rid of it to make sure that you don't suddenly have your whole colony of little parasites and bacteria
0: having a feast in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we're just eating healthy and that, and let's talk about food sensitivities. Um, It doesn't have to be like a full-blown intolerance like we had talked about. It's just, it can be a sensitivity that's a little minor issue that your body has that is still a sensitivity.
1: Exactly. So it might be, and, and that can be healthy foods. I mean, Absolutely. I talked about a client who was intolerant to broccoli and he, he did great efforts, you know, salmon and broccoli seems like the perfect, you know, Instagrammable food plate, hashtag healthy, mm-hmm. but for him and his body, it was poison based basically, you know, and whenever he ate it, he would create an inflammation. So again, he had to have cortisol rushing in. And even though cortisol is an anti-inflammatory, it is like an emergency acid in a way. It is detrimental for your veins. It is detrimental for your gut wall. So it's really only meant to be there as an emergency. It's basically overkill. So you really don't want to have that on a prolonged basis. But if you eat consistently foods that are creating inflammation and you come with this huge fire hose, basically water hose to, to you know, to, to reduce the damage, it's too much. And it is going to create more damage, even though the original source might not have been extreme. You might not even have felt it. You might just have felt a little bit tired or had a little bit of bloating. And you could just say, I know that people say all the time, oh, I'm so tired after lunch. Either it is because I ate too much or it's because I didn't eat at all. So it's just like, doesn't make sense. You're always tired after lunch. But if you're particularly tired after certain foods, then those foods need to go.
0: In the best way, how would you, I mean, do you use Great Plains? I'm assuming. I do. That- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how else can they do if they don't want to go through all the testing for it? I do food diaries with my
1: clients. I do both basically because I said, I'm a big cheater. So I love to not work a lot and make a lot of money. That's my main goal in <laughs> life. And it's in general, I'm a very lazy person. So the lab tests are shortcuts to me. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who is on a reduced budget and who, who also likes to, you know, do it due diligence, then food diaries are amazing. And basically, you write down what you ate, you write down how you feel. So that can just be a smiley face, can be like, eh really happy it could be like me or it could be like full-on depression Um, and then you just track yourself for I would say at least a good two to three weeks and you'll then see if you go back and look at the days where you felt off what did I eat and very often you will see patterns emerging so it's like detective work a little bit and then you just leave those foods out for uh, traditionally we say 12 weeks and then you'll see how you feel, track that as well. And then you can start to reintroduce them. And the magic happens is when you reintroduce them and you suddenly feel off again, then you know that is basically proof of, you know, thesis so, or theory. So that's yeah. a little bit how you can do it as well on a zero
0: budget. Yeah. And it's quite efficient too. This huge. I mean, it's just for people becoming more in tune to their body, right? And re, like exactly. actually realizing it. And I think so often people, at least I'll see in my practice where they come in and they're like, well, it just, everybody feels miserable after they eat. And it's like, well, no, not really. You no. know, like, <laughs> no, that's not a normal thing. It's not normal just to take in acids or to take, you know, acid reflux. Medicine no, I know, right. So like people are on these digestive,
1: like, yeah, on this bioproducing kind of pop yeah. things. No, don't I do know. that.
0: I know, and then or <laughs> or they start jumping and doing all of them with the supplements, and I'm like, it's just the same as taking a med. Like exactly the thing well, that I would say though is that
1: what our palate is not used to it, right? So very often we grow up with a certain diet, and that's what our palate is used to. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making when they start switching in air quotes to more healthy in air quotes food is that they don't use enough spices. And that is like one of the biggest changes that I've seen when I talk to my clients is you, I really teach them to go and to the spice rack and actually buy different spices and work with them because yes, veggies can be bland compared to a cheeseburger from whatever chain where they use artificial, you know, sweeteners or you know tons of salt and different taste buds and lots of fat and And I love fat don't get me wrong butter is my (laughs) is my crack but (laughs) um you know that's where spices come in Mm -hmm. and it's my little trick for everyone like go and get all the spices and play around with them it's going to change your life like it's going to make the foods that you never thought were interesting It's going to unlock so much flavor and it's just, it's, it's amazing. And someone that I can recommend, I don't know if I can make recommendation, but it's the, it's, it's called Spice Myself Skinny, but basically what it is, it's, you do lose a lot of weight (laughs) also, but it basically also teaches you very simple traditional menus, but with spices, which you wouldn't have necessarily tried before. And it changed my world because I'm not a fan too much of vegetables and stuff, but when I learned how to cook with them and how to make them more interesting with flavor, it like, oh, you know, right. it's like this actually works, you know. So I know
0: See, for shy, me is always just like finding good. Um, I love playing around with different oils. Whether you know, I'm not a huge fan of olive oil. I've just never have been. But like using avocado oil or even like you said with butters. But what you can do with butter, good quality salt and pepper is amazing. <laughs> oh.
1: I mean, and with cellular health, for example, a lot of my clients have issues with potassium and sodium. They don't have enough of it. And so you need those two to break down all of your minerals to be able to be absorbed into your cells. So for a lot of my clients, I actually tell them to have a table of Celtic sea salt or any organic clean sea salt in the morning to help them with their sodium levels and you can also cook with these things. Like mm-hmm. it's it's literally taking that and putting it into your water before you put in your gluten-free pasta or <laughs> whatever <Yeah. laughs> you want to use. You know, play around with it. But it doesn't mean that it's bad for you. I think that all of that is just like every fat is bad for you. That's just not yeah. true. Oh. Right? So just learn how to cook with high-quality foods and, you know, ingredients, and it's going to make such a difference on yep taste and give it some time like your palate just needs to readjust but then yeah. when you go back to your old style it's you can barely tolerate right, it
0: yes right or and this is what i love is when we have our clients really start to clean up and get the sugar out of their diets and then they come in and they're like did you know that that tomatoes and carrots are sweet
1: like, i know yes, they are, they are. <laughs> I had a client who was like, did you know there's sugar in ketchup? And I was like, "Um, yeah. (laughs) And mayonnaise. (laughs) I know. So, but it's, it's, yeah. And then if you go back, you can barely tolerate a normal soda anymore because it's just, mm -hmm. it's so incredibly sugary. I can't take it. Um, Yeah. And
0: especially like for, at least for us here, I know you guys have much um, more stringent standards than what they do over here in the United States, but like if I go to a restaurant and it's a non-organic salad, I'm like, it's not even worth eating because I can just taste the pesticides on all of the vegetables. That's right. Just, like it's, it's so gross. Horrible. I so, mean,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect, but we do have yeah. different yeah. regulations. Mm-hmm. Very true. And it's um, like also the water. We don't have fluoride and we don't have chlorine in our water. Oh, you don't chlorine, I remember the it. first time I was in the U S as a teenager and I had a Coke and there was ice in there. And I was like, I spat it out. I was like, what is this? You know, but it's, It's an acquired taste because Mm -hmm. people who've grown up with that, they miss it. So it's just something where you do have to be patient with yourself and with your body to re-acclimatize, but it is doable.
0: Absolutely. It is all. And that's where (laughs) like all the magic happens is when we start to make those changes and we see like how good it can be. Because I think that's so often, again, we get so, we accept mediocrity or we accept where we're at, not realizing it might be just mediocrity, (laughs) but there's so much more out there. There's a whole world of healthy goodness out there. And
1: I did it when I did that the first time, I lost 10 pounds and I ate more than ever. You know, it was just really cool. I was like, I'm eating all the time, but it's just, yeah, my body was just starting to release everything it didn't need anymore because it was healthy.
0: Let's share with them where they can find more information about you. So you can find
1: me under sleeplikeaboss.com where you can see information on how we work a little bit, where you can meet my team. There's the game of sleep is on there, which is a very easy checklist that will help you to make your day ready for nighttime. There's a TEDx talk that I gave on there. There's all kinds of goodness and an amazing blog as well. We do publish every two weeks. So have
0: a look at that. That will help you with a lot of stuff too wonderful. Christine Hansen, thank you so much for all this information today. It was such a great conversation. Thank you for having me. It was a blast.